0: Welcome to the Paradoin Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Oliver. Here with Dane Lee from afar, so he might sound a little bit weird. We also have Lindsay Rossiter back on. We have Erica Stevens and we have Briani Terry. Today, we're going to let, since, you know, Lindsay's already introduced herself, everyone should know me and Dane. If you haven't listened to the podcast before, go back. You'll learn about us. Um, But we'll let Erica kind of kick it off, introduce herself with, um, Where you've been in powerlifting, you have, I don't even know how many businesses, so go ahead and talk about those and everything, and um, just your history from a business and powerlifting standpoint.
1: Yeah, of course. So, um, I started powerlifting in 2016. Uh, That was my first official USPA meet. I am the co-owner of Rust Belt Barbell in Youngstown, Ohio, and I own Goodlift Apparel. So, that's kind of my
0: short and sweet short and sweet what was uh what was your first total oh god remember?
1: like seven something seven something than mine. <laughs> i don't i don't even know
0: and your best total
1: uh 11.51
0: was that sleeves yeah or, sleeves yeah and sleeves
2: Is that 166 yeah just, oh, yeah. just, just into the
0: one couldn't lose that that pound and a half yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what happened <laughs> Um, Bree, you can go ahead, um, you know, introduce yourself too for people who might not know you uh, with your, you know, where you started in powerlifting, kind of where you're at now. Oh
3: God. So, my name is Bri. Um I started powerlifting, I did my first meet in December of 2017 and here we are, you know, a little over three years later. I currently coach uh, strength athletes and I'm just starting up my business. Uh, a new business doing nutrition programming for athletes as well um, so that's kind of how I make my income as well as like bartending and whatnot when I when there's not a world pandemic so yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, what's what's your first do you remember what your first total is and then your best total now
3: yeah it was I think it was like 860 I think was my first total and mm. now my total in sleeves is 1340 and in wraps is 1351
0: it is some progress just a, just a yeah. little bit so did you when, when you got into lifting and, and you know Erica can kind of go expound on this too whenever um, you got into lifting did you play sports before or did you just were you like a gym rat and was like all of a sudden I'm gonna power lift or how did that get started
3: well, I, my dad was always into lifting weights and I started out working out by going to the YMCA doing like this boot camp class with him um, did that with him from like I don't know, fourteen-ish to like fifteen, um, mm-hmm. and then when I was around sixteen, my dad switched to CrossFit, and so I just naturally followed him. I was like, "Oh, what's this? You know, cool new thing." And I did CrossFit for about three years. Mm-hmm. I was always really good at like the weightlifting portion, and I'd stay after to like lift heavy back squat, whatever. Never really good at the running thing. And I did play some volleyball in high school, Mm. um, but I wasn't super dedicated to it. I did gymnastics when I was uh, when I was a younger kid, Um, so I think that also gave me a lot of like body awareness and like really good foundation for me. Um, But I got hurt doing
0: CrossFit, as a lot of people do. (laughs) And and,
3: I mean, CrossFit's great. Don't get me wrong. it, It gets you in the gym. That's that's awesome. But, like, I just don't think that you can work up to a heavy clean during 10 minutes straight and then go yeah. straight into a lot. I, I did CrossFit
0: for a couple of years, so I can I can vouch yeah. for that too. So like, I, right yeah, here. so I'm not the only one, guys. I didn't CrossFit. Did you? Okay. See? I, did
3: CrossFit too I, like, I think a lot of how were either former CrossFitters or wrestlers. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but so then after I got hurt in CrossFit, right. I did like a basic bodybuilding bro split for like a year ish and then i met um my now ex and he was like hey you're really strong you should try this and so i started like power lifting kind of with him and signed up for a meet like i don't know three months later i followed like a 5-3-1 program I didn't even it. seriously i was in like mexico the week before just like whatever <laughs> and uh i went and did my first meet and i was like hooked and it was weird because i in crossfit like i never I like the idea of competing, but not me personally. And I remember doing the CrossFit Open one year, and people were just yelling at me, and me just dying, and being we like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> You're <Yeah. laughs> in there.
0: You're uh, suffering. Every come on, you got more. Like, no, I don't. <laughs>
3: when you fall off the box the first time. <laughs> well, uh, But yeah, so that that's how this all came to be, I guess. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's uh, it's kind of funny. You know, I think we all, when when everyone here started powerlifting, at least like you know we try to as as coaches now try to help those people avoid the mistakes we made you know when we started out like I can remember me and Lindsay like some of the workouts we did I'm like okay like that made no sense or like you know dietary things or like you know I remember I, I kind of wanted to stay like in the 198 class so I kept cutting down cutting down cutting down like I was just like my totals going up so fuck it what, what's the problem you know but then now I look at him like if I just would have made that commitment to 220 earlier you know who knows? I competed
1: 146 once, 148. Yeah. I was like 146 pounds. That was my first week. Oh, little, little skinny me. No, I haven't been
3: 146 since fucking middle school. <laughs>
1: yeah, literally, that's about how small I
3: was. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think, um, like I said powerlifting in general and power lifters, like it's, it's evolving. <clears throat> A lot of people are coming out now and. You'll see that they're two, three years into powerlifting, and it's like they they already have incredible strength. And I think a lot of that is from you know all the education that's getting put out online. Um, There's just, I mean, even think back to like when we started in 2015, Uh and the information that's out there now and how easily accessible it is compared to even back then, it, it it's unbelievable. And like these kids coming up now, you know, when I started working out, it's like you had to dive into a magazine, Google something, but there wasn't much on anything really, you know, and then now it's like, you can just hop on Instagram and find whatever coach, whatever practitioner, YouTube, like the information getting put out now is kind of changing that learning curve a bit. So like I said, the, the mistakes that we all probably made starting out, it's, it's a lot of them now are able to curve that. So Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like, you know, kind of transferred into uh, what I really wanted to talk about today was this this hybrid showdown meet and the things that went on there. And, you know, speaking of that learning curve and the people that were that showed up to this meet, um, granted, I didn't know. And and still, like you can I can watch any big meet and I didn't watch every single lift or every lift of the day. But when I'm watching these meets go on, it's not like I know every single lifter that comes up. But there's people that I know that were there, like, you know, Bree here, like you've been powerlifting for three years and the total that you put up is is insane. You know? I don't think a lot of people understand that that where that puts you I might believe this is right, uh puts you at number three all time at one sixty five in sleeves. Is that true? Oh uh, I think
3: i it's number three, nine. Three,
0: four I think that's um, overall.
3: overall. That's overall okay. against wrapped. like, like
2: everyone. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sleeps. So. Wow.
2: <laughs> didn't even know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so yeah, the number, the, I'm sorry, the number eight was against everyone, if I'm correct on this. On wrap, doesn't matter if you're wrapped, raw, anything. So like that's. $5. Yeah, that's pretty impressive that there. Sense. Um, But, again, like, you know, you look at, like, a lot of the lifters that, again, showed up here, and it's like, I didn't know every one of them, but every one of them was strong. Uh You had people, I mean, let's just take the women's flight, for example. I believe it was Melissa that started it off. Uh Melissa's squatting, you know, three times body weight, nearly. Uh You know, so it's um, everybody there. It doesn't matter. You had to qualify for that day, and it wasn't easy to able to qualify for these big meets and i think with powerlifting we have this thing right now where we're only staring at the top one or two people in a weight class or you know this big instagram name that big instagram name this uh lifter that we're buddies with or whatever rather than looking as a whole by and large where powerlifting is right now is on a whole other level than where it was just a few years ago and even from you take, and this is something that a lot of people might not know or realize, you take everyone, sorry, Dane, besides you, because you're not a powerlifter, no. <laughs> but everyone that's on this podcast right now, if you go and look, I'm willing to bet that everyone this podcast is in the top 1% all time in powerlifting within male and female ranks. Maybe I'm off and it's like 1.2, 1.3 There's something, you know, but- we won't get overly technical, but that's the thing is like, you know, Lindsay's best total is what, 1,074, mm-hmm. you know, 1151 yeah. and, you know, 1340. Like, obviously there's a discrepancy between, you know, Bree's got the highest total, Lindsay's got the lowest total, but everyone here is strong. You know what I mean? And I think we're we're getting away from that fact that just a few years ago when women totaled 1,000, it was an amazing deal. Today it's still an amazing deal. The thing is, is, that people are setting the bar for what's possible and what mm-hmm. you know what can happen. Like Brie, you you hit an all time world record, right? Yeah. And a couple years ago, if someone was like, "Yeah, there's gonna be a girl that's gonna pull you know five eighty five at one hundred sixty five pounds," people are like, "Yeah, okay, you know." But yeah. it, it's happening but more and more.
3: Because, like, like the standards are constantly being raised. Like five hundred for women is like the new four hundred and five. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's like constantly. Like now you know a thousand pounds was cool. Now it's like eleven $1, hundred is like yeah. what makes you know. It's yeah. it's crazy how it keeps the bar keeps getting raised. Like yeah. Never thought in our wildest dreams that that would be you know. Yeah.
0: It's and I I I like to see that growth. Um, but like I say it's like there's people like. You know, I coach a lot of female clients, you know, everyone here uh, works with a bunch of females uh, as well, you know, and I don't want to direct it just towards females, but you can direct it towards males also, but the totals that were strong, you know, a couple years ago, it doesn't mean that now they're just weak totals. It just means there are people coming in that are just going to set that bar higher. And that happens with everything. Look at like, you know, the NFL when records are broken, NBA when records are broken. Records, what's that? It's saying records are meant to be broken. That's the point. It's like back when, um, and I'm not going to quote you, try to remember the exact year or anything, but when the guy ran the first sub four minute mile or whatever, it was like this huge deal. Oh my God. And then it happened, I think it was like five or six times over the next couple months because people saw that it was possible. And that's one big thing that I hear from lifters all the time is like, you know, when guys are totaling, you know, 2,100 at, you know, 198 now, it's like, years ago you wouldn't even think that that was possible but now it's possible like when everyone a couple years ago 2000 um when we opened the gym we had guys in the gym that had just over 2,000 pound totals at 242 they were in the top seven or eight in the world at the time now 2,000 pound total gets you like 40th you know it's like the bar is just getting set higher but doesn't mean that a 2,000 pound total is weak now by any means strong is strong and I think we're starting to like there's like this small little niche group that's like forgetting that, you know. So, oh, for sure. But yeah, you know, I, I wanted to kind of talk about like more on this meet and you know everything that I'm, I'm sure everyone in the powerlifting world has heard about it. That a certain podcast decided to go out and basically blast not only you know Bree and other lifters that were there, but to me it was a blast on all of the female powerlifting community as a whole so yeah. i have my thoughts on it but i want you guys to give your thoughts so i'm going to shut up for a minute and just kind of <laughs> let you guys go on brie you can go ahead and um you know kind of give your thoughts and how do you think you know what you think about it how you think it's going to affect the sport if, if it does at all
3: um i just like i'm trying to be as eloquent as possible when i say this but i'm just tired of fucking defending myself dude mm-hmm. you know like It's kind of like, when is what, what women do ever going to be good enough? And I think that was kind of a very, that was a great example of that question, you know? Like, I may be able to handle that, but there's tons of girls out there who have these dreams and aspirations, and when they see something like an incredible feat of strength get shit on, it's kind of just like, well, why, why would I even try? Saying that. You know, there's this, you know, this formula kind of favors more towards women. Well, and you know, it's not my fucking fault. And also the fact that you're gonna shit on a meet where apparently there wasn't that much competition, but like powerlifting isn't fucking football. It doesn't matter who shows up, my tool is still gonna be the same. I'm still gonna do the same shit. So why does that even have to be mentioned? And it's just like it was a really like really shitty display of journalism. Like you're gonna go ahead and talk about you're going to say that you're not educated about the subject, then why the fuck are you even reporting about it? You exactly. know? Oh. And then to use, to use the the excuse of, well, I'm not that familiar with women's untested powerlifting, but you went and name-dropped three other powerlifters, one of who isn't even actively competing. So it's like, what is... What are we talking about here? And it's not even that it has to be an apology just for me. It's kind of, It needs to be an apology to all the other women who are lifting. Mm-hmm. Like, how is... How is that even fair? Steph Powell, she pulled over five hundred. Chloe Lansing pulled over five hundred. Like that's incredible. Adri pulled like damn near three ninety one. That one or at one thirty two. Like that's those are incredible feats of strength. And for them to not even like give a mention or to say like to even give a half ass effort to say yeah all these other ladies did great you know like exactly It's just like okay then fuck us then why didn't you yeah. show up
0: yeah exactly
3: it's a very biased meet and recap it was basically just like. Here's these, you
0: know, five dudes who broke old records and this one chick, and (laughs) meh. No. Well, even if you're not you educated on that side of powerlifting or whatever they wanted to say, my thing is, like, one, again, there's Google. There's the internet. There's Open Powerlifting, which is a great source. You know, why don't you start looking up some of the names that were competing, you know, or do you not know them because you didn't fucking pay attention? And
3: then, like, look me up during the podcast and be like, oh, actually – she yeah, heard. that's She's yeah. All right.
0: Yeah, um, <sighs> and then the 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 biggest problem is, is like, okay, so you say like everyone here has said things they probably regret sometime in their life. All right, absolutely. Maybe not not to that <laughs> level of ignorance, but um, the thing is, then you come out and you don't apologize to it at all, which you I know, don't. as a human being, that should be like, okay, hey, I fucked up. I, you know, and give a sincere apology about it, not just continue to make excuses and back over, back up to your original point.
3: want to maybe on the podcast for, to further your publicity. Yeah. <laughs> not.
0: Yeah.
1: That's also not an apology. Like the words, Hey, we're sorry. We should have done better. We would like to acknowledge your accomplishments in another podcast. Mm-hmm. That's different than, Hey, do you want to be on our podcast? <laughs> like it, you know. It's just not the same, like because no. uh, you're not sorry. You're not sorry that you didn't acknowledge them because in a lot of drug, I'm doing air quotes here, but the drug free powerlifting world, mm-hmm. they don't they don't hold the same respect for untested lifters.
0: Well, it, it, I'm I'm just gonna punchline something here. Just because you're competing in drug free doesn't mean you are drug free, and I think no. we've seen that plenty of times. Um, I meant I said something to Erica when I was at her gym the other week. Uh, we were talking about, you know, an individual or two. And I said, the thing is, like, you know, I could go compete in a drug-tested fed and, you know, I'd need to prepare, do some things. But there's ways to beat tests, and we've seen it time and time again. You know, so just because you compete, and I'm not calling everyone out in a tested fed saying, hey, you guys take drugs. I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying that there have been and always will be people that compete in Sports that are tested that are not drug free. So you Quit the whole bullshit of like I'm in this drug tested fed and I'm so great And I'm so far above everyone quit all that shit strong is strong and I don't care What you're on what you're doing. So
1: well, that was one of the comparisons they had on that podcast was Mm -hmm. that the tested fed competition is better because the the lifters, there's more competition at these elite meets. Well, the only meet that you care about is the fucking USAPL Nationals. That's Mm -hmm. it. That's all you care about. Yeah. Well, the other Nationals aren't great meets for the other feds. They're just not. So, what we have to look forward to is the showdown, which there's going to be some serious matchups there. There's Mm -hmm. going to be some serious head-to-heads. Right, Bree? (laughs) (laughs) No. You know what I mean? Like, Th- those meets exist, but you can't blame the lifter for there not being competition when it's the meet director that has to get the lifters there, well, especially if you're going to consider it a invitational or top tier
0: meet. Yeah, people need to understand also like, I mean, I'm sorry, is anybody here rich off of powerlifting? Is, no. is anyone getting paid a lot to lift? Because I, I haven't heard no. about it if you are. you know, And that's the thing is like people need to remember some people can't afford, can't leave their family, can't, you know, I mean, we can go down the line of different reasons why they can't travel to some of these meets. So you're saying that there's a big meet that maybe I'm able to qualify for across the country that I need to, I'm obligated at that point to show up to that meet to compete versus maybe there's one down in, you know, Columbus two hours away. That's a good meet. I think it's going to be ran well. And you know what, I'm going to do that meet and prove what my strength is at that point. You know what I mean? So no one has the obligation. They have to show up to this meet. And even if you get invited, doesn't mean you have to show up to this meet. Now, do I think it's cool that we are having bigger meets? There's bigger publicity around powerlifting. Absolutely. But in no way is anyone obligated to to show up to certain meets, you know, and I think we're kind of forgetting that point.
1: Right. Yeah, and I don't mean really to brag, but bad. I did. I did find five dollars on the floor at a meet once. So if you want to call me rich, you can. <laughs> but she got paid. It's like a salary to me. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah. I mean, like I said before, it's. It's powerlifting, it's not football, so when I showing up, doesn't make a difference. Like, yeah, it's certainly fun to see those head-to-heads, but that doesn't need to happen in order for you to have a respectable total or for you to put out a respectable performance.
1: The, the only place where it would change is if you're going head-to-head for like a world record, right, where somebody chips it and you're next, right, and you also yeah. are right there. And you have to chip that, and then you miss. Yeah. Like that is where it could change your total. Yeah, the, the
3: breakers with risky. Right. right. And a team that just yeah. sucks.
1: Right. It's like only when that back and forth happens, and I think that's what they were they were hoping and looking for when they they said there wasn't any competition, but that can't. Be. It, it happens. Yeah. yeah. Right. That can't be everything. Well,
0: and and not to, you know, back way up in time, but when Stacy hit her 148 all-time and this is someone they talked about her 148 all-time uh total record it what i i might be wrong here but it wasn't like she was back and forth with someone at the meet battling it out you know it yeah. wasn't um I, I don't believe any money was involved at that meet wow. was there yeah no, so she was, just trying to so she, it. was yeah. she showed up to the meet that fit her time schedule and where she wanted to compete and she broke a fucking record like What's so hard? What's so complicated about understanding that, you know, so like you could have shown up to any meet you wanted to and broke this record. And yeah. as long as it hits the standards, who gives a fuck, in my exactly. opinion, you know, so to kind of, you know, go on to the the thing with, you know, how this kind of affects, you know, women in, in sports and women in powerlifting is you know i i mentioned debris and you know everyone here kind of knows it's like my daughter just started lifting we just started getting her into actual squatting into actual deadlifting stuff like that we haven't worked on the bench yet but you know she's turning eight next week so like this is a young girl coming up what if she ends up loving the sport what if she ends up wanting to do it you know we have other people coming up that um a big thing right now is like oh i don't know if i can go compete yet because i'm not strong enough or it's intimidating you know to be around all these strong people so when we come out and say bullshit like that like what are we setting for these people that are already maybe a little bit timid about jumping a competition and it's like oh hey if you're not gonna battle it out for a world record you don't fucking matter so you know you might as well just sit at home and not compete no you know so in an area where we're already Having a little bit of trouble pushing people into competition and You know, this is male and female it happens on both ends It's not just on female end, but I think one it did a disservice to those people But then also like to shit on women in powerlifting You're doing a complete disservice to what these females for years now have been trying to build up You know women's powerlifting is growing at a rapid pace, but what are you doing when you do that? Completely stall that out you got you might have people that are scared to show up anywhere now, you know, right. so
1: Well, I see a lot of that, well, I can't compete until my numbers are better thing when people sign up to the gym or I get new clients. And if you look back, like, at my first meet, I didn't really have much social media at the time. I didn't know what powerlifting really was, you know. Like, I got introduced to it from a friend at the gym, Um, her and her husband, they, they were powerlifting, I was like, hey, what are you guys doing? They're like, oh, we're powerlifting. I was like, cool, I wanna powerlift, like that looks fun. You guys are putting a lot of weight on the bar and lifting it, that, that, <laughs> that seems fun to me, and I can compete, so cool, sign me up. Well, I went into my first meet with my belt I got off Amazon that wasn't a name brand anything. My shoes I bought secondhand. and I went in and I remember my first squat and I squatted it, and I, my buddy Evan went to the meet with me, and I was down at the Dirty Gym in Dayton. And I walk off the platform, and he goes, that was good. I was like, why is that bar so fat? <laughs> and he was like, he was like, that's a squat bar. Wait till you get to deadlift. And I was like, oh, is that bar different too? I had no idea. Yeah. Like, I didn't know what a good total was. I was just out there having the time of my life. Mm-hmm. And I signed up for that meet 12 weeks after I decided, like, I'm going to try powerlifting. You know, mm-hmm. like, I was like, this is the thing. Google powerlifting meets, yeah. like, how far do I have to go to make this happen? Like, yeah. oh, okay, drive to Dayton. Cool, I'm in.
0: Wonder if we did. What, what? Oh no, that
1: is April. I remember okay. Amber. Amber Hansen was like the girl I was talking to. That's where we met. I think it was our, for our, our first, first meet, meet too. was
0: at the Dirty Gym. I was like, wait, did we do? This? Yeah, we were the year before that. <laughs> yeah, it was um, awesome. February. Yeah, I so, thought I thought we all did the same first meet right. together. For and,
1: but now look, even so, I met Amber Hanson. That, look mm. where Amber is. Mm -hmm. she's a top tier raw and a top tier equip lifter Mm -hmm. like but just to go back to what i was trying to get to is that i didn't know i didn't know anything but i feel like if social media if i was getting into the sport now i'd feel the same way Mm -hmm. like i'd be like there's no way i can get get on that platform there's no Mm -hmm. way yeah
2: well and to go along with that like even if you're not a beginner but it's your first invite meet or this meet that you qualified for You're like already nervous and kind of scared like Mm -hmm. you're going to this big meet to compete with the big girls and yeah I'm feeling that right Mm -hmm. now you do that and you're told that there was no competition at that meet right I'm going to the showdown
1: my Mm -hmm. goal is
2: to not be last and you deserve to be there You've Mm -hmm. worked your ass off I I met my criteria Mm -hmm. I'm
1: going Mm -hmm. but at the same time in the back of my head it's like I have to have the prep of my life because I cannot come in last
0: well most these meets I mean you need an international leader, mm-hmm. damn near. Total. What if you're to, not to at the top? Go? You're still in the but back of your head. Am I it, good enough to be exactly, here? Yeah. It, it, it blows
1: the international elite totals out of the water mm-hmm. that you have to have. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. The international elite total for even 181 is like a thousand.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, now it
1: 150 pounds.
3: We such a highlight reel that we just get so caught up in like, who's looking what all the time that, yeah. like, like, Erica, you said that you're scared to be at the showdown. It's like we we get so caught up in other people's progress that you don't realize that you, too, have a seat at that table.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Scared's not no. the word. It's more like scaroused. Like, I'm real excited mm-hmm. but a little nervous. Yeah. Like, I want to share the platform. This has been my goal since for the last two years. It's been I got to get an invite to a meet. First it was the Kern, and then I was like, eh, the Kern. And then I was like, "Yeah, the showdown. This is a thing." Because I like lifting in sleeves. I don't like lifting in wraps. So right, I went wraps just to try to maybe qualify for the Kern one day. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know if my total got me there. I'm not sure. But I didn't get an invite, and I was like, "Yeah, whatever." But then the showdown happened, and it was sleeves, and I was like, "This is my shit." Like, I'm I love sleeves. I am here. I'm here for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I have to to get there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was I was just saying, you know, the, the like I said, it, it gets a little bit annoying when a lot of people, they only focus on like their Fed or their, um, you know, we're looking at, like we've all said now, this this top tier of lifter. Like, you know, you take some of these meets, like, okay, I can qualify for the Kern. Okay, whoop-dee-doo. I would get smoked by some of the 242s that show up. Like, absolutely. Like, their openers are going to beat me probably you know no maybe not second attempts definitely you know <laughs> or unless Yuri shows up and all the openers blow me out of the water so but you know what I mean it's like there's guys in in the 242s and plenty of them that out told me by hundreds of pounds still and it's like and I'm considering you know an elite lifter and all this but um if I go and I go show up to one of these meets and I'm competing with the best of the best like am I any worse you know what I mean? The, it, it, you're still battling it out against yourself. Who gives a fuck who shows up? It's like Bree said earlier. Like It, it doesn't matter. She Her total, she was going to hit it. didn't matter where she was in the world. You know what I mean? At yeah. that time, like right. she was going to hit that total. And
1: Bree shit on her past self. She was like, <laughs> bye, <laughs> bye <laughs> Bree, last year. But like, yeah.
3: That's all I was really worried about. Like I Before I even looked at the roster, because I, I haven't competed since uh the twenty nineteen record breakers. That was November twenty nineteen. I like, kept getting asked like who who else is gonna be there, who else is gonna be there and like, well, that's all fine and dandy. yeah, it's cool to see so and so live. Like, I didn't really give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Like I did not pay attention to the roster at all because like what what does it matter? I think
0: you know, that's, that's the cool part too. Like if if someone shows up that you may have never heard of and they're fucking strong, like I like watching meets like that. You mm-hmm. know? And yeah. like
3: I, mean, I don't Against him, obviously, but like I never really paid attention to Jawan
0: Garrison
3: before the one in New her Yeah, strong. Yeah, strong. yeah. Like 1934 total at 181. He benched yeah. like
0: 500. That's insane. I was gonna mention um we were reading that that bar bend article. I don't know if you guys seen it. And like yeah. no one mentions Chad Penson who went like no. 20 2028 20, I think in 198 sleeves. Yeah, um, no one said shit. Not even
2: an honorable mention.
0: Um. Yeah. And it's like you know, how many people uh what what was Chloe, did Chloe hit a number four all time total there? Yeah. Uh, for, yeah, number four all time total. Like you had Well,
2: and I think that your guys' dot scores or whatever they went by for top female, it was only ten points apart or something like that. So to say there's no competition.
0: Yeah, you guys yeah. you guys were actually like it came down to deadlift. Yeah. You know, and that that's who was gonna win that day. So again do your fucking research um
3: like and, and uh Steph and chloe were 148ers so like they mm-hmm. weighed less than me and like it was still
2: that tight you know yeah. so it, and they both deadlifted over 500 like that yeah. pretty not, that's pretty incredible competition i
0: kept asking Lindsay again like i don't know every single lifter there but we kept pointing people out like who's this strong person who's that mm-hmm. strong person both on the female and male side like you're not going to know every name and i understand that but like i would never shit on like some of those girls ripping you know mid 4 high 400s four and it's like that's strong you know it's still yeah, strong I don't, I don't, I don't that,
3: it, that you know. weight uh, Sarah Carver pickings out mm-hmm. and she had like I think she, she like 121 at like 132 maybe mm-hmm. I don't know super super fucking strong though like yeah, that's still cool. and like to see how excited they get and like to see them grind out shit like that like that's what's yeah. that's what's cool I don't give a fuck about what weights on the bar like yeah. And people's
0: reactions to lifts. Well, that's why you know, we have that um, live large fall brawl every year here. And what no, was it? Um, it? I mean, got him screwed up my timeline here. But um, two years ago, because not the COVID year, it was the year before that. Um, <clears throat> we had the, you know, what I would consider like as far as local meats, it was probably the strongest local meat I've ever seen. The entire last flight of guys squatted all above, uh, I believe. And these guys, some of them, I think the one, uh, I'm not going to remember his name right now. Um, oh, my God. It's going to kill is, me now.
1: Is that the one Kevin went for the all-time world record? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So the, uh, the whole yeah, yeah. the whole last flight, I believe they all squatted and pulled above 700 most of them were 750 plus there might have been yeah. one guy at like 690 squad i think that was uh jaden uh i is it lucerno or not know jaden Jayden, jaden yeah um but Jay, i think jaden was a, a 198 or 181 at that mean i think he squatted like upper sixes or something crazy you know um but anyway like that whole flight almost the whole flight went 2k plus and Palco hit like a number six all time in sleeves. You had McHugh hit the um, all time uh, so all time sleeve record or something it, for it like tested, tested or
1: squat and just overall. Yeah, yeah, I
0: mean, it was just a monstrous testing, yeah. meet. You had uh, I would you know we could even look it up. There was girls a couple girls that totaled over a thousand. Couple I think two over eleven 1, hundred. Like it, yeah, you yeah, know, and it's awesome like meet. again one of those meets where like it's unexpected You're just who's going to show up today you well, know and even
1: even last year's fall for mm-hmm. with TD coming in yep. throwing he literally threw a 700 pound bench <laughs> like yeah. it was stupid it was yeah. so fast yeah. his deadlift even his deadlift yeah, he moved, like butter like yep. Had a put big up squat. crazy total crazy yeah. total
0: um, who's that uh, Curtis from Union Him, yeah. he came in hit his first 2k total it's like so you never know who's going to show up that day that's what I always love though I was getting back to this meet is like There's also first timers at that meet. So you have people that have never competed at all and they always, you know, they always show up. And then you have these top tier elite people that show up and everyone's mixed in together. Nothing's for money. Nothing's for, you know, and not to say we might make it a money meet at some point, but you know what? I like that idea of having kind of all inclusive, you know, beginners and elites all just going at it.
1: Well, the cool thing too about like a meet like that, when it's, people like td and beginners everybody's nice like mm-hmm. that's what i love yeah. about powerlifting is that it is it is probably of the strength sports and um like bodybuilding whatever it's probably the most inclusive right it doesn't matter who you are where you're from whatever like if anybody walks up to you and you're warming up and they're like hey could you help me with this like you're gonna get help from that person yeah, yeah there's there's the select assholes <laughs> that they're not they're bags, yeah, you know and they just go in their little world yeah
3: that's how i felt about uh record breakers that was always a really cool meet i remember doing that one for the first time in 2018 mm-hmm. and i don't are looking for like a year and nobody has to qualify for that meet, but I was just here, and then I see like Christy Hawkins and like all these big names, and I'm just like, holy shit! Right? And yeah, like but everybody's meets, cool. Mm-hmm. You, know? and you get to meet like your your so called idols or people that you look up to this sport, and it, it's cool. It like. It doesn't. It's not much of a like a us and them thing. It's like everyone's mixed together. Everyone's here doing the same shit. Everyone loves powerlifting, and it's it's a fun
1: time. Right, even like two years ago at nationals, right. So I like to drink during my meets. So I <laughs> I have a cooler with me, and I find the other people there that also happen to like to drink during powerlifting meets. So Joe's there, Obringer, you know, like everybody. My brother came to watch me. It was the first time anybody in my family ever came to watch me lift. So. I, like, have my cooler, I'm, like, cracking open beers, I hand them to, like, my brother and Joe, and my brother's standing there, and he, like, pulls me to the side, he's, like, he's, like, you're friends with these people? I'm, like, yeah, talk to them, they're, they're fucking people, dude. He's, like, they're, like, famous, and, like, they're, the powerlifting world, they're, like, famous, and I'm, like, yeah, if you have a conversation with them, they'll talk back, right. like, you just, like scary. you don't have to be like it's weird about we, it just when, go talk to them when we have that like meet
0: and everyone shows um, up how many messages will come through like oh my god this person was in the gym yeah I'm like yeah go say hi yeah like, go, <laughs> go say hi to them yeah. they'll,
1: they'll like say hi back yeah and it's crazy if you, if you say like hey want a beer they'll be like
0: yeah i want a beer yeah <laughs> yeah it's interesting that's
3: the funniest thing i've noticed about like so i'm dating joe and <laughs> like we'll go to the gym sometimes and there'll be people that like record him from across the room and, like tag him in the story later, but, like, don't go say hi. It's weird to <laughs> He Like, I don't know, he's just like a, he's a normal dude.
2: Yeah. It's, it's just so a weird. person. Like,
1: yeah, Just what? say hi. Everybody, everybody's here for the same reason, because we love the sport. So share exactly. the love. Just talk to people. Mm. That
3: was true. Yeah, like, kill your fucking idols. Like, these, are they're all regular people. Like, they, people get too caught up in, like, looking at people as a character rather than a
0: person. Yeah, as a human
3: being. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've, I've had that moment when, because uh, like when I entered the sport, I was like, Dan Green. <laughs> and I remember <laughs> like the first time I saw him at the Arnold I was like, that was the first time I ever seen a person. I'm like, Lindsay, I'm like, that's Dan Green. She was like, who? Who's,
2: <laughs>
4: like,
3: who's Dan Green? She's like, who's Dan Green? I'm like, he's the
0: widest guy walking over there. Like, yeah, I feel hey. like
3: everybody's like that with Dan Green.
1: Huh? Yeah. Dan Green is
0: just... He's a, He's... Green. Yeah, he's just that, Dan Green. That was
1: me with Susan Salazar. Oh. I still remember, like, buying my first pair of knee sleeves, right? Like, my meet's in April, and it's March, and I'm at the Arnold, and I'm like, okay. And I, like, walk up to the SVD booth so I could try him on, and I'm like, hi... I, I I need some knee sleeves and she's like okay like let's try on a, a medium and we're like trying our damnedest to get it on my leg I was a little squishy then and couldn't get this medium on she goes how about how about we go up to a large <laughs> but like every year I went back to the Arnold and she remembered me mm-hmm. you know and it was just like it meant like so much to me but like now like looking back I'm like dude we're all just people
0: yeah uh-huh. Who
2: love a very niche sport. Yeah,
0: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) that's why I I I like the growth and I like, you know, like I said, I, I think it's good. It's it's not bad to like look up to people. I mean, we all do. But like, at the same time, like everyone's still human, and I think people need to remember, like everyone still has a life outside of this. Like everyone's still a human being. So, you know, treat it as such. We don't need like this happened and oh my god we need to blow it up on everything like when I um, you know this situation I saw that you had something on your story she we were actually coming home from getting sushi and she's like playing something you know I hear this like talking like what are you doing she was like she like went to you know the part of the podcast she's like I'll just listen to this you know whatever's going on and I listened to it, and I literally I almost hit the brakes on the truck I looked over I'm like what did I? What am I hearing? I'm like, hold the fuck up, you know. And it, and then I, like when I saw your thing, I was like, I'm pretty pissed off now. And it, I mean, it. You can ask her. I ran it for a while, but like I didn't want to put it because I try to stay out of a lot of drama, especially in the power through one. I didn't want to put it like. Because if I start typing shit, I'm gonna go off. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. You guys, like people, you guys have seen my rants. I was at the gym when so. I listened
1: to it, and Tyler looks at my phone. And he goes, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Talking shit." <laughs> are you really like, typing. I was like, "I'm mad." I was like, "I'm big mad." I'm, put, I'm putting
3: I'm putting someone I, on blast now. I kind of laughed, and I like kept thinking about it, and I was like, "Wait, what the fuck?"
2: Right. <laughs> like
1: at first, I was like, "There's no way. There's no way they just brushed that off," and then I'm like. I was like, if this was a fucking dude, I was like, there's no way. I was like, because Chris weest just hit this huge-ass deadlift. Like, mm. it was a great pull. Like, that was a great fucking yeah. deadlift. Yeah. But nobody said anything about it being a metal militia meet with mm-hmm. 12 lifters, and the next deadlift behind him was 400 pounds less. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. 400 pounds. Where's the? There's no competition there. No. Chris went yeah. in. He had a great fucking deadlift. He beat took KK's yeah. record. Yeah. Congratulations, like, yeah, good job, he, Chris. Yeah.
0: He hit like, it at a sanctioned meet that the judge, yeah. We all saw the lift, the lift looks good. Was, all yeah. we
1: needed was a hey, Brie, that was a bomb ass fucking deadlift. Like, yeah, good job. I
3: like, that's all it be, needed to don't be. You not mention me at all then? You right, know? Yeah.
1: right, yeah. <laughs> say something nice or nothing at all,
3: exactly. So, like, Shit.
1: yeah, I wasn't trying to put like Chris on blast because his lift was good, but like, it was just an example, damn. like, dude, if this was a dude. Mm. it would have been a pat
0: on the ass I think I think those guys just wanted they wanted to find anything to bitch about because you know again a couple years ago for all of you that are new to this like you didn't get to see live streams there wasn't live streams of every single meet or most big meets or I mean almost every meet now is live streamed right and it used to be like once in a while you know and, and before there was none I think when we came in there was no live streams okay. at all um, but now you actually get to watch these meets, but now we got bitching because there's no commentary. Because the production of the live stream isn't up and it's hybrid performance's fault because they need to shut the fuck up. Do people we actually
1: don't, know how much that stuff costs? Yeah, do. exactly. Like, do you all know all that comes out of yeah. the meet director's pocket? Exactly. So unless you want to pay three hundred dollars to do a fucking powerlifting meet, shut up and go yeah. watch. Pay your ten dollars at the door and go watch. If yeah. you can't afford to get there,
0: text Whatever. a friend. Well, and the other thing is like I'm sorry be glad you get to watch the meet at all mm-hmm. like in when they have the weight that's there the name and the flight coming up so that's an app that's a bonus if they have yeah. commentary okay cool I've never cared if there's commentary no honestly like some of the meets I've seen with commentary and just kind of annoys me so I would rather see the lift cool and you know if they show the the, the, weight. the weight yeah cool we need to know that that's cool but like i'm not expecting some grand production because it's a again it's a fucking live stream like you said cost money if you had someone come in and like specially run your stuff or you have to pay commentator you know what i mean all these things um <laughs> they say it needs to be like pro sports pro sports have millions of dollars billions of dollars you know what i mean floating around so you know we're not we're not that would you say Brie?
3: it's never good enough
0: <laughs> yeah that's There's what. you're going to
3: find something to bitch about yeah no matter
0: what and so you know you we don't, you don't. we sat there and you know we we were watching some of the lifts and things and then we came in the gym to train and um i didn't have i you know when she was trying to when Lindsay was trying to watch it on her phone like the comments were still pulled up it's just amazing how Dumb, some of the things people nitpick at, you know, with the live stream or with this and that. Or then it's again, it's like, hey, when is uh, Julius benching? That's the only thing that matters apparently for the day is when Julius was benching. Yeah. It was mentioned like 50 times. Right. It's like,
2: when does John Hack go?
0: When does John Hack What's go? What's the
1: schedule? Didn't, I didn't even realize Julius was lifting until I yeah. saw Neither his name we. on like the rack height thing. Yeah. But it was like hours after the meet started. <laughs> like he came like just in time to bench. Yeah. And I was like, oh. He is here.
0: Yeah. That's how, he, that's how those guys roll. Yeah. Show up, fuck shit up, bye. Yeah. <laughs> I, wish, bye I wish
1: that was like being a female powerlifter and always being in the first flight fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Like the big dudes that roll in like because they're in the D flight and they can sleep in another hour and a half. Yeah. Screw you, dude. I've like, I've
0: never done that. I've always, not always, but for a, lot, a long time now, I've always been the last flight and I, I still always show up at rules. Like I don't. Yeah, I could choose to show up. You know, an hour after the meet starts, two hours after, and I I don't. Yeah, I hate
1: that. Like, I'm always in the first flight. Almost always. There's no. There's a very rare occasion I end up in the B flight. And
0: that's that's good to know. You know what I mean? I know you know a lot of directors, and with us getting into director meets, maybe that's something we we look into changing. Where women are the last flight. You do it well. You could.
1: Here's my (laughs) other argument for women being the last flight, right? Women pee. (laughs) okay and on deadlifts it's usually the deadlifts the most so when women deadlift first Mm -hmm. they piss all over the place and then the dudes have to lift in that and it doesn't dry Like, Mm -hmm. so why wouldn't you just save the pee for last I'd
3: like to sleep in a little bit (laughs) yeah and we want to sleep in
1: sometimes too
3: no one wants to squat
1: at 8am right No, nobody wants to squat that early
0: yeah and some of the some of the things like again I've been to meets where it's like okay we did rules All right, everyone warm up 20 minutes we're starting the meet it's like the girls are all freaking the fuck out like shit I haven't even started my warm up and especially if you're moving some weight it's gonna take you a minute to get up to these 400 pound squats 500 pound squats we're seeing now so um, I don't know how USAPL does it
3: but you know how they have like the prime time shit like how does that work
0: I don't pay attention to that food. Well, but yeah. um I think I think kinda of what they, they do have, they
1: have the two hour weigh ins before like mm-hmm. same prime yeah, time they starts still, at six. Yeah. Their weigh ins wow. are at four. So mm-hmm. that would suck. Yeah, their weigh ins yeah. are at four and then you basically slam what food you can and then walk into warm ups. Yeah.
0: But wow. their their thing is I think when they're the prime time's going, it's it's quick. Like you don't have like you might or it's hit, usually two flights you, you hit your yeah. lift like and I don't know if you guys have ever been a part of a two flight meet I've I've done them I watched, twice now I watched
1: the Texas Strength one last night and the, a little like bit to the watch one, Ashton Ruska it was not so fast no they actually took a little break it's, to give them more time to warm yeah. up before they started the next the summer.
0: last meet that I just did in December was Iron um, uh, Mafia's last meet we only had two flights there and we we ran through the first flight You know ran through the second and then between that yeah I think they gave like 15 minutes or something until the next lift started and then what was cool is like when we got to deadlifts they literally asked like we're going when you guys are ready kind of thing so like we had a little extra time but still that meet. when did we leave that gym three yeah three o'clock or something like that like I mean and we started at 930 yeah so you know, it's like if you're gonna run something like that and it, when it is possible You could almost split the day of having like maybe you do have the You know weaker flights or whatever, you know Maybe you have the, the people aren't lifting as much weight go first and then it doesn't matter male female Whatever like or you tear it down by dots or something like that if you're above this dot you go later There's so many different things you could do you could make a male flight go first female start in the second flight what I like, and I'm starting to see now, is um, a lot of times you'll see females in the second flight. Um, I don't think I've ever been to a meet where there was enough people to like push into a third flight. But uh, there's so many different ways. You just got to think outside the box and quit going with the well, the that norm. Was, uh, so
1: last year's fall Brawl, Emma Jarman, mm-hmm. she was the only female <laughs> in the B flight,
0: and she was she wasn't yeah. she she wasn't starting at all right, she wasn't starting it off either. <laughs> no, but yeah. like.
1: I don't know. How do you guys prefer? Like, I prefer to lift with my weight class even if I'm stronger because, like, those are the people you're trying to beat. Like, overall, you're trying to beat everybody, right? Yeah. But, but like, say you might not be, eight, you might go into a meet. No, you're not going to beat everybody. Yeah. But, like, you still want to win your weight class. Yeah. But when they split everybody right. up, it's, it's hard, you know, because you, you don't really know what the other people are doing because they're mm-hmm. not in the same place as you.
0: Like yeah. splitting it by openers, I get that. Yeah, but then which it's kind which of, event? Yeah, that's the thing. If which you have a, a, let's say your squat is worthy of, let's say, a second flight status, but your deadlift is a fourth flight status, then it gets tricky. Right. I think so Showdown, they did maybe that. Some I think total. they went
1: on deadlifts for Showdown.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to say, I, I think, don't quote me, I think the way, like, I think the way like Iron Mafia did is they did all your openers and did like a subtotal and then did it that way. So that's not a Probably bad idea either. Bad. So yeah, there's I, I, this I all this input's good though. Like I think meat directors need to hear that and maybe start thinking about switching it up. Yeah. So um or even like what's your guys' preference on as far as how many lifters at a meet? Does that – At a meet? Yeah, like in, in the meet you're competing in.
1: Mm-hmm. One platform, less than 60. Because otherwise you can string out till 7, 8 o'clock if, it, yeah. if so one thing goes wrong, right?
0: I so found like, day. like that 45 to 50 range is kind of a sweet spot. It gives you time to rest, yeah. but the day also goes kind of quick. And so.
1: three flights, three 15 lifter flights, 15, yeah. 16 lifters. Gives you like enough time between attempts, but you're not like waiting forever to go warm up. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Dane, did you have anything to say? You're kind of been with us.
4: I'm just taking all this in. Um, What's been going through my head the whole time is, as the only non-power lifter here, um, when Justin sent over the podcast and started listening to it, because I don't have the context of competing in it and having that experience, I was genuinely confused. I didn't really understand what I was hearing. Because any time that I've gone to watch a meet or volunteer at a meet, I've always been astonished by the fact that it doesn't seem like competition against one another. It's always this like incredibly supportive, collaborative event. Like people that show up for their very first meet and are hardly moving any weight at all and everyone's going nuts for them. You know, it doesn't matter how much is on the bar. Um, to like the really big names who, like you said earlier, I don't know who these people are. Like, I just stood next to him and had conversations with people, and then I talked to Justin afterward, and he's like, Yeah, they just broke some bench press record. He's like, Damn, no idea. <laughs> so, when I hear them talking about this lack of competition, I, it never occurred to me that someone would look at a powerlifting meet and say, It's not worth going to because people aren't strong enough. When I've always thought one of the greatest things about it is the fact that it doesn't matter how strong you are. You're going out there to show that you've become stronger in the process of training mm-hmm. and that you've you know, bettered yourself. And, like, look at what I've been able to work on and get better at. Um, and also, it blows my mind when you have, and I don't know who the, the podcast hosts are and you know, their experience with it, but you're clearly involved in the sport to some degree and you're degrading it exactly what does that do for your sport how does that in any way help the thing that you're involved with when you start saying to the people who are trying to be involved in it that they're not good enough to show up what do you think happens to meets if you start doing that what do you think happens to the people who just like greener said, like they came in with a much lower total than they currently have and you're telling them that they should stop you know, two, three, four years before they start having things number totals or numbers on events and they're gonna turn heads. Yeah. You're you're tearing down the future foundation
1: <laughs> by saying things like this.
0: And one of those people might be a future record holder. You know?
1: Exactly. So. Well the other thing I remember is like not everybody's gonna have totals that are gonna turn heads. Mm-hmm. But maybe that person battles depression not, with this yeah. sport. Maybe that person has crippling anxiety and getting on the platform was the biggest achievement they had this year mm-hmm. so you're you're like undervaluing the reason that they're doing the sport yeah mm-hmm. like I didn't start powerlifting thinking like I'm gonna have this awesome total and I'm gonna go to these invitationals and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that I got into powerlifting because I looked in the mirror and I was fucking miserable hmm so and it gave me a way to stay consistent because I had to stay consistent in order to compete. So, only having the competition, having that competition date set was what kept me going into the gym. Yeah. And then I slowly became happier with myself because I lost the weight I needed to lose. I put on the muscle that I wanted to put on. Well, if you tell me that it's not even worth showing up because I'm not strong enough, what if I don't show up? I'm Mm -hmm. just sitting at home miserable still because you you basically said I'm not good enough. Yeah, which I was already telling myself that in the beginning
3: I don't want to give these people like too much power because that's like, you know when you when you believe in yourself to a certain degree like you know your abilities You know what you did and you can be proud of what you did, but it's the fact that like I guess I'll just say it in like my terms because like this situation was about me. Um, it's like I hadn't competed in over a year. I am way too hard on myself, and I thought that I was, like, washed up for a while. I was was going through some injuries. Granted, I'm 24. I'm super young. Maybe that was a bit dramatic. But, like, I really felt like there was a point last year where I felt like I wanted to quit and that I was done. And so to, like, to get over the pump, to get over, to get out of my head and be able to actually have fun training and, like, do what i love to do and accomplish the thing that I wanted to do and, and relish in like my victory, just to have someone shit on it just kind of made it like, it just muddied the experience, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and that sucks. And I don't want to give them the power to, you know, that they stomped on my victory or for lack of a better word, but it's just like, it's like, like you said, Dane, like it's great the fucking sport, you know?
0: Especially coming from that adversity <clears throat> I can speak from that you know, I herniated um, I heard my herniated my disc what two two and a half years into powerlifting And um, I came back like, you know, seven months later hit a total PR and all that and Then I think it was like I did like two or three meets and then You know something happened again where that disc kind of emptied back out and you know, I'm injured again and I can remember It took a while like eight or nine months to really get back to like any kind of strength after that one and when I did like I'm someone I don't really celebrate after lifts I don't go crazy I don't none of this or you know I never really slammed bars you know what and I remember like I pulled I think it was like 600 again or something and you know I was excited kind of threw the bar down and I didn't actually post that part at first and then down the road I did and here comes in this one little asshole that came in talking <laughs> shit and was like, um, you know, uh, oh, I take 585 for 10 reps. Like, I hate cocky powerlifters and all So I'm like, motherfucker, like, you don't even know what it took, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally to get back to that point. And I was just happy for myself for a minute. You know, and I went on yeah. months later to increase the total again and stuff. But it's like. I can I know I can semi-relate it's like when you people yeah. don't know what goes on behind the scenes And we've all been there through injuries or you know, whatever life happens and you know That might be your outlet for the day week year, whatever um, You know kind of like Erica was saying so that's um, you know, that's another thing like we're all kind of mention it, but um, you know, I wanted to talk about is like I watch a lot of my clients their life completely changes whenever they start powerlifting Um, especially on the female side to be honest like we get a lot of people that come in that might not be happy with their their body their weight they want to get stronger they just you know something it's always a reason same same thing with it doesn't have to be powerlifting it's just fitness in general that happens Um, but what I've seen with people who Are able to push themselves a little bit more is it becomes like a routine thing and then they push themselves outside of that so like we've known people have came in from being like maybe a little bit overweight or maybe they were a little bit too skinny or whatever and they got um, you know not only mental confidence but like their their physical confidence like we had a woman in here uh, just a couple weeks ago happy because she wore a crop top for the first time ever in her life like that's uh-huh. big, you know, what I mean yeah. stuff like that's big mm-hmm. and then you watch like outside of here They a lot of times will better themselves through their career They will better themselves like in every aspect of their life in the starting point was getting involved in You know powerlifting or some form of fitness so again to like go back and like Diminish someone's accomplishments that they they have in in any kind of fitness and in powerlifting like you're basically taking everything that that person worked hard for, and it might have been life transformation for them, and you just shit on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and
3: so you're operating under the assumption that they did the shit to impress you. Exactly.
2: exactly. They don't, That's yeah. what I was
0: gonna say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> One of my most people. Is why uh, I'm listening
4: yeah. to you guys. Like how excited you get talking about it. I, mean, I don't understand all of the numbers like you guys are talking about like when people have like a 165 total or Whether it wraps it, or whether it's their sleeves or whether it's raw and, like different weight classes and All these different things and you are so enthusiastic about it that, yeah. I mean, It doesn't matter how good <laughs> someone is like they hear that and it's contagious and if they're involved with it You know whether they're coming in later in life or earlier They're, uh, they're stronger they're weaker it doesn't matter. I love watching people be that excited about something for the sake of being involved No matter how good they are with it, when you go to a meet, like you see that. You see people being excited for the sheer experience of being involved, whether they're competing that day or they're there cheering someone on and they love being involved in the sport. Mm -hmm. And like Bree said, when you start saying that there was no competition there, you're making the assumption that they showed up that day simply to show you something competitive. They could have been there, like Eric was saying, because they had that as their only outlet. They could have been there because they wanted to prove something to themselves. Or maybe people are just really excited about being involved in the sport. and has nothing to do
1: with what their total was that day. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Prime example of this is last March, the Arnold, right? The Arnold mm-hmm. got canceled. Yeah. Nobody was allowed in to watch. How many lifters basically pulled out of the meet and said, well, there's not going to be anybody here to watch me lift. Okay, yeah, so you are, you are you mm-hmm. are the lifters that are the, that are doing it for people to see you. <laughs> mm-hmm. But how many lifters still showed up? Mm-hmm. Because exactly. they're doing it for themselves. Yeah. And like the stuff with the USAPL records, how like the the IPF wasn't going to count the world records. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Because the judges were there and the lifters were there, and that's all that should have mattered. Yeah. Did You
3: not count the world records?
1: Uh, no. The IPF said that their world records don't count. Oh. So okay. the USAPL is
3: like records, suing them. Losses that was unsanctioned.
1: Uh, we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know the inside scoop on that one. I mean, I do, but I don't. I don't really know all of the information. But the IPF itself said that those records would not count. So the USAPL mm-hmm. is now like suing mm-hmm. somehow that so that the records count. But
3: the USA, all those the lifters
1: still showed up and did their fucking best.
3: No. Like giving their money to the lifters,
0: right?
1: But <laughs> hey, they get two hundred and fifty dollars stipend to go to worlds.
0: Your plane ticket costs two grand, but <laughs> here's two hundred and fifty. Here's 250. Also, yeah. you can
3: pay whatever the fucking lifetime membership fee is, and have to pay and have to compete for like forty years in order to even like yeah. make that worth your world <laughs> That's for a different day.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean. Yeah, that's. I was just gonna plug. That's kind of why we chose the Fed that we went through, you know, for the meets we're gonna be directing. Yeah. Like I like the USPA. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, like I can't be a meat director in the USPA in this area. There's. There's too many. many. There's just too Mm many. So it is. Plus, you know, there's people like people like monoliths, and I like monoliths. So. (laughs) (laughs) um, But yeah. uh,
2: but uh, Back to the point. I think a lot of people do get into this because it's for you in a sense yeah. it's for the lifter and like right. I mean Brianna hit a fucking all-time world record and that's a huge accomplishment and she mm-hmm. hit it for herself yeah. Only she knows what she went through to get there how hard she worked No, yeah. and it wasn't to impress some dudes on a podcast
0: exactly <laughs> right when and Again like for some people like I wasn't you know I was an athlete my entire life and this is like how I remain competitive and it's something that helps drive me not you've seen it like i've had friends like well why do you need to lift all the time what well let's do you know let's do you know. no like this is what i love to do and i'm going to do it why i can do it and i have the rest of my life to do all the other shit you know and doesn't mean i don't have like a life outside of it but you know what i mean i have to sacrifice certain little things but i i promise you every time i go to a meet and i hit a new pr you know or if i pull a new pr in the gym or whatever you know After herniating my discs, like I'm still, my deadlift keeps going up, my squat keeps going up, like that's accomplishments for me that I'm doing it for myself. I don't give up. I don't have any Instagram fame. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. I'm not doing it for anyone else. Right. So now, there are times like, you know, and and maybe maybe everyone's a little bit different. I fucking love haters. I love getting back to their corner. I fucking love it. Like Dane's seen me on my rants, like. (laughs) But like when I have haters, like in business, life, anything, and Lindsay's seen this on the business side, hate on me and I will shit on you after I top you. I promise you that. Like, and I won't say anything about it. I will just do it through action. Like, so I, you know, some people like it, the hate does fuel. So I hope that you do use what they said in a way, even though you don't want it. You want to block it out? Fuck that. Use it and destroy anything that you ever thought you could do. You just keep that chip mean? on your shoulder. Yeah. So,
1: all the way to September, you just no. let it sit there. Like, don't let it affect your day to day. Yeah, but, but when you keep that, you, when you keep just need that
0: little extra, shoulder. that little and extra in training.
3: Yeah. Then
1: you when know, you hit the next mother-
0: one, you know.
3: <laughs> uh, it's just I don't know. It's just gonna be interesting the next time I fucking compete because it's just like, is this good enough, motherfuckers? Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> it, it'll be that much better when you do hit a PR total too. Just right. like. I don't know. I might might want to do the old uh set like Steve Austin used to flick everyone off and like chug a beer after. <laughs> yeah. Might want to just celebrate <laughs> like that. Who knows? But
3: Uh yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I don't know. I don't I don't do it for for anybody. I just do it for myself and I have fun, so
0: yeah.
3: I just gotta decide if I'm gonna compete against Erica and the way he wants so or go back one sixty five.
2: <laughs> you did a pretty already- substantial weight cut, didn't you, yeah. to get to one sixty five?
3: Dude,
2: <laughs> don't
3: want to talk about it. <laughs> you guys want to talk about my
1: fucking
0: weight cut? Right, I'm interested in weight cuts. So.
1: Well, I'll just put my vote in now that you come 181 and pull like 630. But we've already talked about this while you were gagging on Chinese food.
3: Dude, oh, I cut 15 pounds.
1: But what was, the whole, the, was whole, not- the whole cut?
3: Tell the whole cut. The whole cut. What did you say?
1: What was the whole cut? The entire amount? Because you started a couple weeks out, right? You cleaned up.
3: Yeah, I, uh, I was teetering out. I, the heaviest I got was like 182. Okay. Um, and then I started officially started my water cut at like 180. And I was like, here we fucking go. I was sitting a little bit lighter, but there were some outside circumstances that I added in a little late in the game that didn't help me, but also fucked my weight. But that's okay. So I started at 15 over and I was in the sauna the night before weigh-ins from eight thirty PM and we didn't leave till 1.30 AM. I was in Have you guys ever used Alvaline for a weight cut? Um, It's it's basically just like this makeup remover goop that you put all over your body and mm -hmm. it just opens your pores and you just sweat your ass
2: off. That's fine. Um, I don't even know if I've ever heard of that.
3: Yeah, so I was covered in Albine and in the sauna I couldn't go longer than like twelve minute intervals because mm-hmm. I was just fucking dying and I was getting a headache. And so yeah, so I did that. We left at one thirty. I still was like two and a half pounds over and I was like, okay, maybe I'll float off the last two mm-hmm. and I'll bit in the morning. I wake up I'm still two and a half pounds over. So I'm like, fuck, it's 6.30 in the morning, weigh are at 9. I try to, we scramble to see what gyms are open, can't mm-hmm. find anything. The, the, and then we finally found a Planet Fitness. So, <laughs> Which so I, put on, I put on a pair of joggers, I put on a sweatshirt, and then another sweatshirt on top of that. And I, me and Joe, go to Planet Fitness, and I'm on the Stairmaster for two hours. Oh my and when, God. I, when I got you,
0: when I was
3: Airmaster, have you I would switch over to incline walking when I felt like I was gonna pass out.
0: Have you ever tried to salt bath? That's like
3: I, I cannot do hot baths. I did that. Okay. Well when I feel like I'm gonna fucking cook alive. I just I die during hot yeah. baths.
0: Like I and, used to do like where I dip like I would do lower and then I dip down in and do upper in the salt bath mm-hmm. and then like my hardest cut point 18 to 18 to 197 and um, you know did the water manipulations and all that but like I did the salt uh, intervals so I'd do like 15 20 minutes in the bath I would get wow. out and I would wrap myself in a blanket with a heater so like mm-hmm. I continued to sweat under that blanket yeah. but I could actually breathe a little bit better than sitting in the bath so if you've yeah. ever done on I me mean, like your heart rate jacks up it's it's hard to breathe it's but I think it's a little easier to breathe route relaxation than sauna yeah. Um but it's, it not, no, no matter what no. method you use, it sucks.
3: Yeah, Joe is like yelling at the fucking Planet this voice. because so like, she needs to put her mask on. He's like, she's fucking dying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do that and she's going to pass Everyone the fuck out right here. stay away from her. Yeah.
3: yeah, so like every 30 minutes I would get off and check my weight. And it's like slowly going down. And then my scale was kind of off. So we end up heading to weigh-ins like at 9.30 and I go and fucking weigh in and I'm point .4 over and at this point I was pissed I was so upset and I remember the lady that was weighing me in was like do you just want to go in as that and I was like no
2: <laughs> I'm going to cry out yeah. the rest of my way
3: <laughs> and immediately after I was like I'm, ex- I'm so sorry to be snap at you I was like this is just really important to me I'll be right back <laughs> and so so uh so now I'm like I'm like really freaking out, and uh, I put on more like layers, and I just go in the car and I fucking blast the heat. I'm in direct sun and I just sweat for thirty minutes.
0: But like the fact that you I'm, could bounce back and compete at say, that, that, that is that like. Makes...
1: Tell them how much weight you recomped.
3: I yeah <laughs> I recomped. I
2: was 22 pounds heavier
0: by the end of the night. <laughs> it's impressive. That is. That's fair because people people have not done an extreme weight cut. It is not as simple as it sounds. One,
4: no.
0: two, like you literally feel like you're you're dying a little bit. Like you'll be so out of it. Like wow. I mean, Lindsay, like when i when I did, like she would have to drive to weigh-ins and like I would like. I, I would be so zoned out. I'm like a walking zombie at that point. And, um, you know, then when you start to bring everything back in, what people don't realize is, like, you start getting the fluids in. You start trying to get the food in. And you're trying not to throw up the entire time. So but the
3: thing was, though, Joe made me get an IV, And if I wouldn't have gotten an ID, yeah I wouldn't have done good. Because yeah. by the time... I'm waited at like 10 o'clock my appointment for the IV was at 11 and I had gotten an extra bag and four hours later I was already pissing clear
0: yeah the IVs are amazing they're if you can get your hands bad. on them, that is the absolute best way um like, yeah it's it yeah then that that kind of that changes like the game a little bit but like yeah I just <laughs> we're trying to drink I mean, I drink no water and want to throw reason. up drinking water
3: yeah, yeah. I had no business doing as well as I did like but that makes it better
0: to know all that makes it better
1: yeah but you proved to yourself that you can do it and the fact that you're like willing to do it again the fact that you're willing to do it again to go potentially go 165 at the showdown is disgusting but you and Joe will both be cutting weight and I am staying 10 miles away from that below
0: you guys don't even want to be around each other you're going to have to bring
1: Joe's dad and he's going to have to mediate both of you
3: that's the funny thing is my, my dad has never seen me cut weight. And so I remember he saw me for the first time in Miami, leaned over the car. This is after I had to sweat off that last point four like dry heating out of the car. And he was like looking at Joe and my dad was like, Briani. And he was like, no. Like, let her do this. Like, she has to do this. (laughs) And my dad was fucking terrified. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Your dad's like, my daughter is dying. Like, Joe, what did you do to her?
3: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's like, I don't know.
0: That's the shit that you have to do, like, when you want it that bad. There's something sick about it, though. Like, I I used to... I used to hate weight cuts but afterwards I'm like yeah motherfucker like <laughs> no, I just did that. like you feel like no, yeah but like me. but I, and then you're like man that was really stupid man it was fun like well, it's it a game it was a game, it was a like, game.
3: Yeah, it, it's a game to see like how far you can push yourself because yeah. like when I was in that sauna like I was so fucking close to breaking yeah and it was pretty much like you either stay in here or we fucking leave right now yeah. like what is it gonna be I know? don't
1: I don't think they were gonna let you leave
3: no, no. I heard they were holding sure the door remember,
1: shut, so. I remember,
3: like, almost crying looking it's at Joe. Like, I don't think I'm gonna make it.
1: <laughs> if you would have cried, you would have lost more
3: weight. <laughs> <laughs> like, the water cuts, it's not even the food that I miss. Like, I never dreamt about a Gatorade or a body armor so hard. Like, it's the liquids.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, fuck.
0: I remember Pedialyte tasted literally like the best thing in the world. Yes, while I was drinking. I was like, "Oh my god, it's so good!" <laughs> oh, that that yeah. makes everything. You know, that just makes it. Like I said, like a lot. Like you you like you said like to break an all time world record and to have that kind of performance after that. that's... <laughs> I, yeah, but it's like, I wish people, because a lot of people just haven't been through it. They don't understand, like, that's crazy to be right. able to do that. So
1: I feel bad for, like, all the partners, boyfriends, girlfriends, mm-hmm. whatever, when you're oh, cutting yeah. weight. Because I know I cut, like, 16 <laughs> one the one beat. The
0: ride to and <laughs> West And we were
1: driving. I had to drive to Allentown for the meet, yeah. And I look at my girlfriend and I'm like, I hope you're ready for car sauna for four hours. And she was like the best sport. She just put on a tank top and like she was going, I'm in my sweats, like I'm sweating my ass off, but she just drove me and I just sat there with the heat glass in. Like,
0: Cause she doesn't, you know. she doesn't drive because I don't let her. Um, Cause she'll kill us. I'm a great driver. She'll kill us on, line, drive us on the highway. You just close your eyes. So the, it was one of the last meets I was cutting for. Um, I cut out, a lot of the weight, and drought, we were driving to West Virginia, um, I think it was like a, what, a three, three and a half hour drive, and I'm already pretty dehydrated, you know, no food, pissed off and all that. Yeah. <laughs> and I already have road rage that <laughs> someone was fucking with me in traffic, and let's just say it wasn't. Good. You I don't was, want to tell the whole story? I mean, okay. I probably shouldn't. People are, people are going to think, I'm talking about slitting people's throats and stuff, and then I'm waving a knife at this person while I'm driving down the highway, telling them I was going to fucking kill them. They they almost caused us to wreck. I was pissed. God. I'm a little bit crazy, I guess. But
3: It's <laughs> not crazy, it's passion. It's kind of like a different type of like angry you know like you just hate the world yeah
0: every every sound every like (laughs) annoying thing just
3: but but then it's like and then you you get to that point and then people around you remind you like hey you don't have to do this and you're like ah okay i am just being a dick (laughs) i could choose to do this to myself (laughs) that this was
1: your choice
0: yeah yeah
3: that's the thing it's 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 all a choice it's all decisions that we make. We do it because we hate ourselves and because we love ourselves and it's just this yeah. clusterfuck of ridiculousness.
1: It's amazing what you'll do for a goal. Like, yeah. you put yourself through that and then there's people that it's like, hey, go do like 10 ab wheels. And they're like, oh, I hate ab wheels. Eh. And they'll do like five. <laughs> and it's like, uh, uh, it's so hard to coach people like that. But yeah. it's like, you don't want it that bad.
0: Yeah. I uh, I don't want to too far down the rabbit yeah, hole but like have i have nutrition call. people that they'll like say some stuff and i have clients that like busy schedules and everything and they're on point every macro hit everything you know and i got other people you can't even come close to your macros on any day like your macros Zero are all days, over the place yeah. like you know or just some of the yeah. excuses and then and then you hear about these like people that you know have families jobs and they're elite level lifters and their foods on point and all this it's like what yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? It makes that, that like those little things, it's all about priority. So, yeah. I don't like I said, I won't go down that rabbit hole because I'll rant forever. But, um, yeah, I think you know, we kind of hit some good points today. Um, I do want you guys to go ahead and like shout out your own social medias, companies, whatever you guys want to put out there. Um, tell us what meat you have coming yeah, up next, what meat you guys got coming, and what you're doing. So,
1: go ahead, Brie.
3: Oh, gosh. Okay. So, uh, Uh, my name is Brie powerlifter on Instagram I'm just at Brie T. I don't really have any other social media if you would like to get programming or nutrition coaching from me my email is btstrengthandnutrition at gmail.com you can also find me through the button in my bio on my page so yeah do you
1: have any sponsors you want to shout out?
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's always so. I'm not used to doing that. Uh, you're
1: you're actually, welcome, Kevin and Nick.
3: I, I know it's so weird. Um, I'm still getting used to all that. Uh, for my sponsors, uh, there's Animal Pack. If You guys want 10 off? Use my code Bterry10. Uh, same with Live Large Apparel, and as well as I'm a newly sponsored athlete through the Breath Belt, and use code Bree20 to save some cash. So yeah.
2: That was good for not practicing. Yeah, yeah that was great. <laughs> good job, Bree. Thanks. <laughs>
3: um,
1: I don't have any sponsors, but check out the Good Lift Apparel um, on Instagram. Pick up some new gear. Um, check out Rust Belt Barbell if you're in the Northeast Ohio area. Uh, $10 drop-in fees. Um,
0: if They have everything you could possibly Yeah, anything world. you want. We got great a motto.
1: We got combos. Um, There's a new video on gym review for you on YouTube and they kind of go through everything that we have if you want to check that out um, That'll give you a good look into what we have going on at uh, Rust Belt Um, We have some meets coming up USPA meet next weekend I don't know when this will air but that'll be on March 6th to platform sold out hundred lifters Um, We're going to be hosting a USAPL meet this summer And there's another USPA meet in the fall on November 6th. So if you want to check out our facility and compete there, we have top-of-the-line warm-up equipment for everybody. Um, I wouldn't miss it. It, It's like a dream gym to have a meet at because everything's exactly what you're going to compete with. Mm -hmm. Um, But other than that, uh, if you want to check me out on Instagram, I'm e.stevens11. But thanks for listening to me.
2: Are you guys both doing the showdown next? Yes. So, I
0: am. Yeah, uh, Me so too. It'll be the next, he... next meet for you guys.
2: Yeah.
0: Lindsay, you can put huh. your Instagram out there.
2: At Lynn underscore Ross with three S's.
0: Dane, you want to shout out your stuff?
4: Uh, I'm on Instagram at Elite underscore Recovery underscore LMT. Website
0: uh, website saying the recovery massage. yeah If you um, you know Dane's not going to talk about himself and you know he' did, usually he'd be sitting here um, asking a lot more questions and things. but if anyone ever has uh, questions on recovery and, and topics to, to go, go around that biomechanics daily uh, D- damn God. there's a Dan here and there's a Dane. Dane is um, <laughs> very intelligent with all that. I've always trusted him. He's the one that helped me. Rehab from these herniations and stuff. So I didn't go to PTs. I didn't go to chiropractors. I listened to Dane. So, um, well, I should say I went to the chiropractor a little bit, but like Dane kind of handled my recovery and care to help me get back to the platform. So um, he's got a lot of services to uh, utilize. Um, as far as for me, um, you know, Jim's at unrivaled strength. Uh, for me, it's What's my Instagram? J underscore O L Y J Ollie one five. We do kind of want to talk about that. We are going to be running um, RPS meets throughout Ohio and Kentucky. If you haven't heard, me and uh, Jordan Jarrell, who's um, he owns Bad Dad Barbell, and he's at Dad Bad uh, Dad Bod two twenty. Our first meet. We don't have. A bunch of specific dates yet, Um, but the first one will be in August, if uh, COVID allows. We'll do the Kentucky Open, then we have another one in mid-October that will be in Winchester, Kentucky, and then the Live Large Fall Brawl is scheduled for November sixth. You should move that back a week. I'm
3: excited for you guys to bring back quality
0: RPS. Yeah, we're you know we're we're gonna try to map things out it like you know we're both lifters. We wanna kinda provide what we would expect and what we would like. Um you know, expect like we're you know, we're going in there, it's not gonna be an overly fancy production or anything. We're gonna buy more things as we're going and and just build it from there. But it I promise you I don't care about your total, your name, any of you guys that show up, you uh, Lindsay I'll bomb you out. I don't care. (laughs) You know what I mean? I we don't care. Hey, Justin, the, and, Justin, I've seen
1: your squats. Yeah, you should, hey, you should be more worried about bombing out.
0: Hey, I've, I have been called on depth, and that's a thing. I I I own that. I've been called on depth, uh, like three or four times throughout pilot. I've never bombed out, which is good. Um, but I have been called on depth, and you know what? Like I've made it through USPA meets, plenty of them. Uh, and the only thing I did outside of USPA was uh, Iron Mafia meets, which we all know that standard is not easy to pass. So, back offended at you. Him.
1: <laughs> I did. He's offended. Bree, have yeah. you ever bombed out? I have not. Me either. We're, we have, I'm talking shit. Watch out, showdown. Here I come. <laughs> if Don't you bomb yourself. out there, we're going
0: to like replay this. Oh, Especially if it's like for depth or something. I'm going to cut on. that clip. <laughs> I've never been so depth. There's been a time
3: where I should have, and I still mm-hmm. got it, but...
0: Yeah, that was also record breakers and that's just a fun that's not like a it's a standard meet, you know. So it's, fun. <laughs> yeah. it's not well known for that. Well yeah. you know, that's you know, we kind of touched on a bit it's it, it like this whole social media thing when people start blasting people for like their gym lifts or whatever, it's a fucking gym lift. Now if the people are doing it on the platform, then that's the judge's fault.
3: Yeah, right? It'll be meet do you know that? Yeah,
1: why yeah. do they blast the lifters and not blast the judges?
0: Yeah, that's where it should be, not on
3: or yeah. the coaches for yeah. allowing them to fucking lift well, you last yeah.
1: You chose. You chose to go to that meet, so it's on you. Yeah. Well, maybe that's the only one that was close to their house. Leave them
0: alone. One, yeah. well, this thing is like, <laughs> you, you know, I never try to use excuses. Like I, I've, I can pull up video. Like, a, like I probably should have been called on that, you know. And I, you know, I remember I a deadlift was like slipping out of my hand a little bit and wasn't called. You know, is what it is. Years ago. Um, so it, it's you just get lucky, you know? Yeah, sometimes it yeah, just the it's... shit just happens. Yeah, exactly. But um yeah, thank you for coming on. Uh, everybody. Hey, everybody here is busy, so I understand that. we all gave up a little bit of time here on a Sunday afternoon to cast. <laughs> Talk about That's some fun. bullshit. So um but yeah, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you guys. And we'll see you later.